All right. Welcome. Welcome into the Dynasty Monarchy podcast, the 77th episode of the show. Today, we have a shorter one. We are without Max, but we're going to be doing a Super Bowl breakdown. We're going to talk about the game, which team we think is going to end up on top in our gambling picks for the game. Again, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, they can help you out over there. Uh, based on the state, I know the number has changed, but overarching, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Wanted to thank our presenting sponsor of the podcast, always a presenting sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. Use our code MONARCHY, M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y, for a $100 deposit match in bonus cash. And before you get in the episode, wanted to plug for one final time the Jalen Hurts signed jersey giveaway. Go over to our Twitter, at Dynasty Monarchy. It is free to enter, F-R-E-E, that spells free, free to enter, Jalen Hurts signed jersey Jalen Hurts signed jersey for free. All you have to do to enter is follow us on Twitter and follow the instructions on the tweet. Wanted to thank everyone for listening. Let's get ready for the Super Bowl. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts, Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go. Episode number 77 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. It is Friday, February 10th. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Welcome, welcome in. The guys are back. We are minus one. We're minus the trade addict, Max. So shout out, Max. Uh, feel better. He's taking a week off. But in his place, I'm going to say there's a fictitious, you know, kind of aura person hanging out with us. Jace, you're currently in Arizona. The Super Bowl trophy is in Arizona. I want you to take us through the week. What's it like? What's the buzz in Arizona? The buzz is actually almost intolerable because we have the uh, the Super Bowl here, of course, this weekend, but the Waste Management Open Golf Tournament Very is true. also going on. Electric on 18 there. Yeah, it is uh, 16. It actually is. Oh, it's 16. That, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, if uh, people out there listening don't know what the Waste Management Open is, if you don't follow golf, just got into it pretty recently myself. But um, yeah, look up the Waste Management Open Hole 16 highlights. It is the most electric thing in all of golf. It's it's fantastic, but it does draw a large crowd, as does the Super Bowl. So uh, my commute to work um, is probably an extra 45 minutes. Um, my girlfriend lives about 10 minutes. So we live about 10 minutes away from where um, the waste management is going on right now. My girlfriend just works right down the street. Her 10 minute commute has taken her an hour each day of the week so far. And uh, that's uh, the golf tournament just started essentially today. And the Super Bowl is Sunday. So it's this weekend, you know, it's you're walking everywhere, essentially, if you want to get anywhere. We also just got Kevin Durant signed to the Suns today, too. So I just there's a I, lot going on. Arizona dude, is the place to be, I guess. The city may never lose again. No doubt. It's hot. It's hot right now. It is hot. Uh, SP, how you doing? Super producer holding it down in the land minus max. Doing good, man. I think just getting the show document together, it's really got my juices flowing. I already probably have too many bets out on the, uh, the Super Bowl, but I'm ready to fire even more bets after uh, after this episode. And Let's go. I don't know, man. I just excitement all around. We get to watch the Super Bowl. There's a UFC card uh, on Saturday as well. So I don't know, man. It's going to be a good weekend for sports. It's a great weekend for sports and it's a great weekend 
to use our sponsor, the presenting sponsor of the podcast, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a stress-free fantasy football option, but this week we're going to highlight something else that they do, and it's pick them. I'm sure that they have a lot of pick them options and daily fantasy for the Super Bowl. So if you go over to Underdog Fantasy, use our code Monarchy, M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y, you get a $100 deposit match in bonus cash, Monarchy, M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Jace, before we get into our picks, Give me one over under that you're enjoying that you could probably play on the underdog app. I'm in on the Kadarius Tony props for sure. Um, that's just zero analysis there, like statistically, but got a banged up Mahomes. Might as well get it into uh, someone's hands quickly, someone who can maneuver around the field, make some moves. And uh, I think Kadarius Tony is kind of the epitome of that guy. So, yeah, I think uh, Andy Reid makes an effort to get him the ball, and uh, all of his props are, you know, his receiving prop is somewhere in the 20s, I'm sure. So uh, definitely something I'm going to be playing on Underdog. All right. Wanted to thank Underdog for being a great sponsor to us and a, a great friend of the podcast. Again, use our code Monarchy, M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y, for a $100 deposit match in bonus cash. Let's get into our picks. All right, so we're going to start off the show. Everybody's going to give a spread. We'll be giving some information about the spread. Everyone's going to give in over under as well. And then on top of that, we're going to be doing some prop bets. I have two, I believe. Jace has a couple and super producer Nick C has a couple filling in for Max. Uh, and then we'll send you on your way. It's going to be a shorter episode today. Just wanted to give our excitement and elation and everything for the Super Bowl this upcoming weekend. So wanted to get you on your merry way so you can enjoy time with your family, some spreads, not only the point spread, but the nice food spread that's going to be out at those Super Bowl parties. So let's get into spreads. First and foremost, before I mention it, I did want to say 76% of the action. So all of these spread bets in Vegas, 76% of them are siding on the Eagles at minus, let me just double check, one and a half. 76%, usually it's around 55, 45, you know, maybe even 60, 40. Jace, I wanted to lend you uh, the mic right now and have a start off on which side you're taking for the spread. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the Chiefs plus one and a half. I'm uh, very happy to take the money line at plus money as well. So the fact that we're getting a point and a half, I'll just, uh, I'll take that all day. It's at minus 110 on FanDuel. And yeah, I think the Chiefs get a dub. Super producer. Yeah, man, I I really think it's going to be Chiefs uh, plus one and a half. Like Jay said, I feel like money line is the better value. Um, we're looking to bet this because I don't know, man. I really think anytime you can get like an elite quarterback like Mahomes or any of these top guys, normally you're going to have to pay a premium as far as like the betting odds go. But to be able to get him as an underdog, I feel like however the game goes the chiefs are going to have a route to get back in the game or to hold the lead so i really think uh yeah i think it's going to be chiefs personally uh living in the city of philadelphia i cannot side against the eagles or i will be hung in the town square for everyone to watch so i'm going to take the eagles minus one and a half i am in fact nervous about the uh the the 76 percent of the money, sorry, no, it's seventy-one percent of the money, seventy-six percent of the spread uh, picks lying on the Eagles. It is getting me very, very, very nervous. But alas, I'm still going to side with my hometown Eagles. I do think their offensive line is going to figure out a way 
to bully the KC defensive line and then vice versa. The Eagles D line is going to find a way to bully the offensive line of the Chiefs. Yeah, and so this is another thing I just wanted to throw in, which is another like big factor of why I think the Chiefs are going to win this. The Eagles really haven't been tested this season, and that could come at the detriment uh, like for this game because the Chiefs are easily the best team the Eagles have seen, and the, the Eagles have not been faced with any adversity. They had 95% of their dropbacks come with a – adjusted win percentage of greater than 40% during this season, which is pretty wild. Like 95% of the time they're dropping back to pass. They have a greater than 40% chance to win, which is almost like that's almost an unheard of stat. I feel like, but if we're getting into the, the deep analytics here, if Kate, I'm only bringing it up just because I saw it come across my timeline and also shout out the guy that posted this sharp Clark NFL. Um, but I, that's just so telling to me. And I think it would really make me nervous as an Eagles fan to where if, if the chiefs get up big, like you really have to see if Jalen is made for it. And if this team can really yeah. come up, like ace the test I was, really. I was talking to Mario from New Jersey about this actually. And I said, you know, give me your confidence level a minute left in the game. They're down by six. The Eagles are down by six and you have one timeout. Is Jalen able to drive them the length of the field, knowing that they're going to pass the whole time? I don't know. You know, that run game and that pass game is so complimentary in Philadelphia. We really haven't seen them fight adversity a lot this season, but I'll give the counter argument to that. The bad teams that they have played, they have pummeled. It's not like they're just letting them hang around all game. They've been basically crushing any team that walks uh, in their eyesight. So it's going to be good. So we have our spreads in the over under that we're seeing right now is at 51 earlier in the week. It was at 48. This is probably due to Patrick Mahomes ankle. What side are you guys taking on this 51 point spread? I'll start with Jace. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. The line I feel like is set really, really efficiently, but in this matchup, like the Kansas city defense, although they, although they kind of turn it on in the playoffs, or at least they have in years past, uh, the Eagles are going to put up points like I, I really don't have much doubt in that they just got too many weapons they've been operating too smooth all season two weeks to kind of plan for Sirianni I think he's going to be able to put up points and you know the Eagles defense is the only thing I would worry about with the under but I don't think they've you know they haven't seen Mahomes this season and I don't think um, you know whatever they're expecting out of him like I feel like they're still going to get blown out of the water. Mahomes, Andy Reid, two weeks for uh, Mahomes to rest and read the game plan. Like I, I think two weeks for to... Andy Reid to come together with a game plan. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's that's a long time for one of the you know best offensive geniuses in football history, essentially. And um, so with that, I think Eagles defense. I I, I don't think they're going to be able to kind of hold the Chiefs down like they have other teams this past season or throughout the past. Um, you know, 18 or 19 weeks at this point. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over. I definitely like the idea of a teaser though, you know, with teasing the chiefs um, spread line because I'm on the chief side and then, you know, teasing that line down to like a 47 and a half or something like that as part of a teaser really like that. I'm kind of with you, Jace. I definitely think uh, the over is going to hit and especially because I mean, it plays to both things, like you were saying, Peter, like the Eagles have really shown that they're able to put up points this season, while a lot of it has come when they're in the lead of these games and against bad teams. They still shown that they can put up points, and 
Kansas City defense, they do have some solid players, but at the end of the day, they do have a handful of rookies starting in the secondary. And, you know, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, these guys are probably licking their chops because they're going to get to go up against these seventh, six-round rookies that are starting uh, for Kansas City. And, you know, the Eagles' defensive metrics and everything, it really doesn't sway me to say that they would maybe shut down Kansas City. Um, Mahomes in Kansas City has really shown that I mean, I think they were the top scoring offense this season. And even when they faced elite defenses, I think they put up like 44 points against San Francisco earlier in the regular season. And I, you can make an argument either way for the what, what's the better defense, San Francisco or Philadelphia. And yeah, so I, I really think there's going to be a lot of points flying around in this game. I'm going to take the other side. I feel like this year, the over-unders, like the overs, the, the mass points have just been gone. And we've seen the Super Bowls these like past five, to be honest, outside of that Patriots one, really be an offensive performance. I really think that this probably will find a way to be a dud offensively. I can see a final score where it's like 20 to 17, and both defenses just completely turn it on. Um I don't know. I, I feel like the hype is to take the over because it's a Super Bowl. Everybody wants to take the over, but I, I realistically see the under hitting a decent amount. It is in a dome. That's the last thing I will say. So I could see why the over can hit in a dome. Field goal kickers are going to be kicking a ball from like 55 plus and making them. But I don't know. And you have a, a great kicking matchup as well with uh, both kickers probably being top five at the position in the league. So I can I can understand. I can understand why the over would hit, but I'm going to definitely take the under here. I got to say, um, you made a lot of good points there, especially the one about kind of scoring, like we're not seeing the overs as much this season. And it's because scoring is down by quite a bit over the past 100%. few seasons. Lowest, lowest since 2017, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been disappointing. And it also goes kind of right there with the primetime unders that we saw. Primetime this, unders. Like, literally all season long, the primetime unders were really good. So like that's creeping into the back of my head. And especially the line opened up at 48 and a half, I think. And it's crept all the way up to what? Yeah. What 51 and a half that always yeah, makes depending me... on the book you're at it's 50 and a half or 51 and a half so we just met in the middle at 51 the fact that it's crept up that much means that's where the majority of the money is if they're moving it like that so um yeah man i'm kind of swayed now i'm kind of swayed on my from my original argument but um that's why we tease that's why we tease and we put an alternate over Jace, if you if you tease the lines you know you can never lose. If you that, tease the line super hard, you can never lose, bro. That's what it feels like until it actually <laughs> happens. I lose plenty of teasers. <laughs> All right, let's get into the prop section and send everyone on their way to the Super Bowl. I'm going to get into the prop bets really quick. I love the national anthem over. I don't know why. I always have one bet during the Super Bowl that I, I'm just like, no explanation for and i have won it over the last three years it's been the coin toss i've hit it in the chiefs uh niner super bowl all the way through the last one i've done it correctly but this year didn't come to me it came to me the national anthem over i think it's i, I don't even think i know it's going to hit at this point I, i'm extremely 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 confident national anthem over i don't even know how long the over under is at this point i i just i just know in my heart of hearts that they're gonna Whoever's singing it, I have no idea who's singing it. This is where I'm at. 
but I, I just know the over sitting. They're gonna they're gonna take in the moment. They're gonna you know, and the rockets red glare and the like the the fireworks would go off for like thirty seconds, and then we cash. I'm with it. I'm, that strong of a gut feeling. You don't even need analysis. We don't need to break out how long other national anthem anthems have been. Like you said, don't know what singer it is, but I'm when you got a gut feeling that strong, um, and you said you know the the coin flip hasn't come to you this season. I feel like that's for a reason. The national anthem one is it's coming on strong. I, I think whatever force is out there wants you to switch it up and give the national anthem a shot and see if we can uh, go streaking on two prop bets. So I just looked it up. It's Chris Stapleton, good old country singer. Mm, I think he just won a, a Grammy. So yeah, you know, if he just won a Grammy, he's going to be flexing on everyone and uh, really belting it out and holding those high notes and low notes. So I'm with it. And also I'm seeing on Fox bet the over under is 125 seconds. So two minutes, five seconds. That is yes. correct. Okay. Two minutes. I, I feel like that's pretty low. I think I've seen like 213 in the past. The five seconds. Is that the hook right there? Dude, it's the rat line. <laughs> it's the rat line. But that's going to be my first one. And my second one is Boston Scott anytime. I have seen, you know, Nick Sirianni for what you want to say. He's a goofball. He's a great coach so far, but he's a goofball. And I saw him poking fun at the Boston Scott touchdown memes against the Giants. And you know when the Eagles are inside the five-yard line, one of three people are going to get the rock probably. It's going to be Jalen, Miles Sanders, or Boston Scott. So I really see at least one of the three getting in with the odds. So the implied odds in a one-in-three chance is 33% return, right? But Boston Scott is at plus 500 on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So take your pick. I think Boston Scott anytime plus 500 – you know, sprinkle a little cash on it. If it hits, it's not going to change your life. It's not life altering money, but I think it'll be really exciting moment given the fact that the third string running back is going to score a touchdown. I'm with it. I love, I love the value plays like that. Like I've recently gotten into the first touchdown score ones and you kind of just, you can kind of throw some of the analysis out the window and just play the odds. Like when the odds jump up that much for a guy to score who is very involved in the red zone has been ever since he's been an Eagle, like the giant I'm down killer. This, he's the giant killer for sure. On this podcast, we harp about it. When he plays the giants, you put the anytime touchdown bet in. it is literally free, free money. money. It's actually free money. Free money. It, it's not a joke that it's free money. It's actually no. free money. Every time he plays the giants, like the last five times, I'm like, all right, he's probably not going to hit this time. No, he hits every single time. It's ridiculous. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I like it a lot. I think it's kind of a, rotation of who's going to get the the red zone carries down there for the Eagles. And I, I think, um, yeah, I think he's got a good, as good of a shot as any uh, Eagles running back to get in the end zone. And the odds definitely don't reflect that. Yeah, I, I totally agree too. And I think the biggest point on this and alluding to it, like I have another play uh, for Gainwell, a couple plays, but like, that's the biggest thing with the Eagles is you can play those odds because you know, like the way that they've done it this season, they just shuffle these guys kind of in and out. And 
not, I mean, obviously Sanders is probably going to get like 65 to 70% of the carries, but then that other 30% is kind of up in the air and in the red zone, it's so up in the air and not the red zone inside the 10. I don't know what, what zone you want to call that, but when they're inside the 10, you just never know who's going to get the rock. And with those implied odds, I'm fine with taking them at plus not fine. I'm, I'm ecstatic at taking him at plus 500. All right, let's move on. Jace, let's get your two prop bets. Yeah, or do I, might you only actually, have one? I might actually only have one. I was kind of looking at one. Um, hey, I'd rather have one and be confident in it and than two and not be confident. Yeah, we'll see. I might do some more research while uh, Nick C's letting it rip. But for one, for now, I have one that I really, really, really like. Um, it just makes too much sense to me. So this is Jarek McKinnon over 22 and a half receiving yards. All season long, I've been sticking away from the running back receiving props. I felt like they did me dirty down the stretch last season. And I also read an article from uh, at prop stars on Twitter months back um, talking about how, you know, running back receiving props are very much like touchdowns. There's not a whole lot of statistical analysis that you can do uh, to predict it. Um, the kind of fluky like touchdowns, but I gave it my best shot. I feel like the analysis does speak um, some volumes here, but um, so Jarek McKinnon over 22 and a half receiving yards. I think the big key for me is that the Eagles are a rock solid pass defense against wide receivers and tight ends, um, you know, which is everyone else who <laughs> McKinnon is and, and Kelsey being a big target. Um, for this offense, I wanted to bring in the tight end stats. So the Eagles allow the third fewest receiving yards per game to opposing wide receivers this season. And then they allow the 10th fewest receiving yards per game to opposing tight ends this season. So pretty stingy matchup, although they haven't seen Travis Kelsey and they haven't seen Mahomes yet. Yeah. The best they've gotten is Schultz. The best. Yeah. So Kelsey could definitely humble them. I think going up against his brother too. I think there's some extra motivation there, man. Um, But, uh, the Eagles, they allow the 13th fewest receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. So definitely a tough matchup in that regard. But I mean, versus wide receivers, they allow the third fewest versus tight ends. The Eagles allow the 10th fewest and then the Eagles allow the 13th fewest to running backs. So in a way, it's the path of least resistance. And I think it makes sense because Mahomes has a bad ankle. I know he's had two weeks, but mobility is still going to be limited. And we saw him kind of tweak it mid game last time. So I think if they can keep his movement to a minimum, they will. Um, and like I said, good Eagles pasty. I think there's going to be a lot of checkdowns to Jarek McKinnon. Um, FanDuel actually has his receptions prop line at three and a half right now. And he hasn't hit that in four out of his last five. And he hasn't exceeded two receptions in his last three straight. So there's really no reason that the prop line should be up at three and a half. I feel like it should be at two and a half. And it makes me feel like FanDuel's begging people to take the under there. They're um, rotten, yeah. It feels like a big rat line to me. So I think, you know, four, five, six, you know, catches from McKinnon could very well be, uh, be um, what happens in this game. Um, and if he's catching that many passes, 22 and a half receiving yards is literally nothing. The Eagles are a really tough defense. Uh, what did McKinnon do versus tough defenses this season? Well, he played the Broncos twice, the Bills, the Titans, and the 49ers, and he hit versus them all. I think when push comes to shove with this version of the Kansas City Chiefs, it's get the ball to playmakers' hands, and I think 
Jarek McKinnon is certainly one of those guys. So Jarek McKinnon over 22 and a half receiving yards. I'll slap two units on that. Yeah. The weakest part of that Eagles defense by far in a way, and it's nothing against the position group. Just every other group is so good is that linebacker room, that linebacker room that's going to be dealing with the, the running back split out of the backfield. I think that's definitely the target that you're going to want to hit. And when they're basically begging you at this 22 and a half marker, it, that's one play. It, it's really, it's really not is. like it's in the forties, you know, it's, it's one play, you know, he rips off a chunk for 18, you know, and Damn. then you're right there. So I, I love the play JB. Thank you. I've, I've definitely become a McKinnon fan and especially like early on his career, he was a huge player, especially for Minnesota. I think, and I wish I was playing dynasty then, but mm-hmm. You know, he's shown what he can do in the passing game, especially down the stretch of the regular season. And I can see it, man, especially like like we were talking, you got to account for different scenarios, too. And like there's such a good scenario to where, okay, Philadelphia gets off to a hot start like they have against everybody this season. And then Kansas City's playing catch up. And that's where McKinnon has been making his bread. I mean, they're not going to be putting Pacheco back there and really scripting up any type of routes for him. I mean, if anything, he's going to be pass blocking and I I really love this play. I'm definitely going to be tailing it. Thanks, man. All right, let's keep moving forward. We have super producer Nick sees defensive lines. He loves these defensive lines and these defensive prop bets. I am all ears. You're the guru. You're the defensive prop bet guru. So we got two from you there and then one on the offensive side, and then we'll send everyone on their merry way. Yeah, I definitely uh, – I have a few plays, and, you know, I can't take any credit really for the defensive – like being a defensive prop guru. If you guys really want to – and, you know, obviously the season's about to end, so that's kind of t- bad timing, but at Tackle Box Props. <laughs> this guy is electric on Twitter. He posts – a ton of different plays, uh, tackles and assists, sack plays, everything that you can think of. And the guy's money. I mean, I, I started kind of following him and uh, and getting into the defensive props, and it kind of gave me a good feel kind of towards the end of the season. But that's my uh, kind of little spiel there. But um, as far as my first play, I'm going with Nick Bolton over 10 and a half tackles and assists, looking at minus 115 on FanDuel. This is really one where you got to go with your studs and big time players make big time plays. And this guy, he's the second leading tackler in the NFL. He averaged nine and a half tackles per game. I think another thing that's really going to help out is Philadelphia's run percentage was the fourth highest in the league, which he plays middle linebacker. So he's bound to get more opportunities to tackle, whether that's Sanders, Gainwell, uh, even Hurts. Especially between the tackles. Another point that I wanted to bring up is their second linebacker, Willie Gay. He hurt his shoulder during the Bengals game. Uh, he was listed as questionable uh, earlier in the week, but I all everything that I've been seeing is that he's expected to play. But who knows? I mean, that, that could really come into factor if he gets a shoulder tweak or something like that. And then Bolton is really there main guy out on the field and even when it was gay and bolton on the field at the same time like bolton was pretty electric all season as far as this line goes which is something that i don't know it kind of makes me iffy but during the whole season he hit this six out of 19 times including the playoffs 
I think a big thing too, is he was on the hook at 10 tackles and assists four times. So that's where, I mean, with any of these, you could say it could go either way, but I really think he's going to have to make a huge step up. If Kansas city's really going to do anything at this game and 10 and a half, while it seems like a lot of tackles and assists, I could see a game where he just pops off and goes for 12 to 15 tackles. Yeah. Especially with the style of play that the Eagles are going to give them. We obviously know that the secondary of the Chiefs isn't their biggest strong suit, but they're going to want to pound on that D-line, especially early if I'm the Eagles, and I'm going to want to take control of the clock and keep Mahomes off the field. So I think they're going to run between the tackles a lot more than we think they are. The, you know, They say the best way to beat Mahomes, the best way to beat Brady was to make sure that they stayed on the sideline, right? And the way that you do that is by eating the clock. I love this prop, Nick C. I think they're going to run the SHIT out of the ball. I really think that the Eagles might, you know, run at a, like a 70% clip in this game. Yeah, I think a big, you know, helping factor is too, is like if they're going to run the ball a lot, you know, like uh, unlike other teams in the NFL, the people running the ball are running backs. The Eagles fortunately have a quarterback with running back like abilities and um, is schemed into running the ball. So I think he adds um, some extra running attempts and tackle uh, slash assist opportunities because the quarterback's going to be tearing into, um, you know, that area where he stands and defends his position. All right, super producer, what's your next one? I know this is for the rookie, correct? Yeah, exactly. And I, I didn't mention it, but uh, I'm definitely comfortable taking Bolton at one unit play. And then this is another uh, one unit play as well. I got Trent McDuffie over four and a half tackles and assists looking at minus 105 on FanDuel. Uh, Trent McDuffie, rookie cornerback. I forget exactly where he's from. Washington. Washington. So Rookie cornerback, he got hurt early in the season, came back. He's really um, good. He's very yeah. underrated in the NFL. And he's been performing, man. I mean, especially at this line, I really do like this play, um, probably more than the Bolton play. But he's hit this line. He's hit the over for this uh, four and a half tackles and assists four of the last five games. And the game that he missed, he was at four tackles and assists. So he was right on the hook for his miss. Um, he plays about 83% of his snaps in the slot. And this just goes back into my reasoning for Bolton as well. He he's been great in run support. And I I really do think the Eagles are going to try and run the ball all over Kansas city. And that's just going to give McDuffie those chances to kind of crash inside the box and get these tackles. And uh, yeah, man, I, he really, I don't know. I, you can say banking on a rookie or this or that. And I heard, <laughs> I think Tony Romo said this and I, I kind of scoffed at it in the moment, but he said this far in the season, there is no rookies. So that's very true. <laughs> so I I'm riding with McDuffie here for over four and a half tackles and assists. I was a big combine and senior bowl guy. I don't think McDuffie came to the senior bowl, but I remember him a lot in the combine because there was a lot of hype around Stingley and sauce. And it was, you know, which one is better, blah, 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 blah. And there was McDuffie, and he he had a, such a great combine, and nobody really talked about him that much. He was still a first-round cornerback, which is awesome. But I think the season that he's had has just gone completely, like, amiss. Nobody seems to to really know who this guy is. He has been a revelation on that secondary of the Chiefs, which has struggled in the past. Since he's playing in that slot at an 83% clip, I really see him affecting the running game, just like you said. Four and a half. 
for a corner, it does sound a little bit high, but given all the math and everything that you've just outlaid for all the listeners, I really do believe that he's probably going to hit five or six, given the fact that we think the Eagles are going to run at such a high clip. I think that I honestly think the Eagles run at like a oh, over a 60% clip. And I really think it can get up to that 70%, especially if they have a lead. Like I remember it, against the Niners, they didn't even pass the ball in the fourth quarter. So I, I think that he's probably bound to hit that as well. So you have a guy, Nick Bolton, between the tackles, and then you have McDuffie on those runs outside the tackles and then even helping around uh, like C-gap, C-gap stuff. So I really like that prop. And let's move on to the last one. Another guy that we like on the podcast, I remember him coming out of Memphis. We were pretty high on him. It sucks that he had to land at the Eagles, but he's kind of getting a role for himself here. Yeah, man. And th- this is another one I really love. And it's kind of juiced, but Kenneth Gainwell over four and a half rush attempts, looking at like minus 125 on FanDuel. Definitely comfortable hitting this for a unit play. It's pretty wild because, like we were saying earlier, the Eagles, while Sanders is the gets the majority of the workload for carries, they spread it around. And especially in the playoffs, like, Gainwell has hit this over four and a half rush attempts in the last three games. And he's just looked explosive. Like, especially in that giants game, I think he had over 110 had like 14 carries and a touchdown. And that's really what you're banking on here. I feel like, and I, you, you alluded to it earlier, Peter, I didn't really even know this about uh, Sirianni and uh, his comments on Gainwell. Yeah, so but... in the media row, they were talking to him on Monday, and they asked about Kenneth Gainwell and how he's looked so great in the playoffs, and Sirianni said, yes, he's definitely like earned more touches. I'm probably misquoting him, but the the message that he said to the people was that you know Gainwell has done so well, and he's earned a spot in this offense. So I don't think that they're going to shy away from him, especially in the Super Bowl. You're going to want to keep those legs fresh for running backs, especially if they're going to run the ball at such a high clip. Yeah, and especially with his efficiency, you could see him just ripping off like a couple big runs, and they're they're probably going to start feeding him a little bit more. But and this kind of is a few other bets, but I'm kind of just sprinkling in the scenario that it's the Kenneth Gainwell game, basically, and these are all plays like under like very small unit, like under point one unit, point one unit plays, but Kenneth Gainwell. Most rushing yards in the game plus fifteen hundred. Kenneth Gainwell anytime touchdown plus three sixty, and then also first touchdown plus twenty two hundred. Two plus tutties is plus thirty two hundred. He hasn't hit two plus uh, in a game this season, but you know small unit plays with big odds. Like I'm, I'm just sprinkling that on just in case something does happen. Hey man, it's a big dance. You never know. You never know until that clock strikes zero uh, and we have another team lifting the Lombardi trophy. It'll be the, I believe the third for the chiefs. If they win the second for the Eagles, if they win again, final parting thoughts on the game, Jace, before we send everyone home. Speaking of long shots, I like the $1 holla for Jarek McKinnon. And for those that are unfamiliar, the $1 holla is first touchdown score to score two plus touchdowns. And then their alternate receiving yards or rushing yards, whatever it may be. I always take it to the second highest one for Jarek McKinnon. That's 50 plus receiving yards. Well within grasp. It's a dollar to win a hundred plus stupid money. 
you, you can lose a dollar. So throw that down. I just, we hit on one earlier this season with George Kittle. Got a feeling 100%. about it. Yep. Got a, it was a buck to win $147. This is, I think, around that same range. Don't have it right in front of me, but throw the dollar down. Feeling pretty good about this one. All right, Super Producer, any final thoughts? Yeah, man, I, I just feel like we got some solid plays. I know I kind of came in with three plays, but I'll definitely be looking at that over for the national anthem. Um, be hammering that probably a three unit play, but you know, all jokes aside, this is what we, uh, this is what we're here for, man. This is where we could see the legacy continue or a new legacy start Super Bowl. I'm just hyped, man. I, you know, hopefully the, the ads are a bit better than last year. I didn't really have one that stuck out, uh, in my mind, but hopefully, uh, everybody just has a good time watching some football. If the Eagles win, speaking about the Twitter, I'll plug it really quick. At Dynasty Monarchy, Jason, Nick C, do a great job over there posting all the time, uh, different advice, prop bets, et cetera. If the Eagles win, I just want you to know you'll be getting first dibs on footage of me personally um, pray tearing the city apart on Broad Street. And if you're a prosecutor or the, the DA in the city of Philadelphia, you did not hear that. This was uh, not me speaking. So I just want you to know that. So. No, I will be sending pictures of the Ritz-Carlton awning just completely collapsing and uh, just happy times uh, in the city of Philadelphia if they win. Uh, if they don't win, though, I will not be going into the streets because I don't want to die. So <laughs> wanted to thank everyone for making it to the end. During halftime of the game, I, I said it at the start of the episode, but during halftime of the game, we're going to be uh, raffling off the signed Jalen Hurts jersey. And the biggest reason uh, we wanted to thank you all for this. The biggest reason why we're able to do stuff like this is because of all your support and following us on Twitter, listening to the podcast, subscribing, uh, supporting our sponsors. That all helps us give back to you guys. So sign Jalen Hurts jersey goes to the winner on Twitter. You still have time to enter. It's our pin suite on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy over there. So if you want to enter right before the Super Bowl starts, all the way up until halftime. That's when we are going to be picking the winner. Again, signed Jalen Hurts jersey. You know, I'm not going to put the uh, the kibosh on him, but he might have a bright future, and that jersey might be well worth uh, the free entry that it took once the clock hits zero. Darn. So, yeah, someone's going to be uh, catching a sweet deal. And, uh, you know, if you find out that you win that thing, you know, at, at halftime of that game, I mean uh, – it's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl experience waiting to see if that Jalen Hurts uh, price is going to jump up. Uh, so, yeah, pretty sweet giveaway. I'm happy that we're doing that. Um, finally, you know, not giving away another Miami Dolphins one. So, uh... <laughs> All right. Again, wanted to thank everyone for making it to the end of the episode. We have one game of football left. How sad. But you know what? It's not about the destination. It's about the friends that we made along the way. 2023 season, sorry, 2022 season almost wrapped up. Getting excited for 2023 next week on the podcast. We're going to be having our startup draft of a new dynasty league. We're probably going to be doing the first round, maybe running into the second round. Um, and then we're going to be talking Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl just wrapped up last week, but because of the timing of the Super Bowl, we're going to be nailing that on next week's episode. Stay tuned. Wanted to thank everyone for making it to the end again and enjoy the Super Bowl. Hug someone you love and eat some terrible, nasty food for yourself, but just make sure it tastes really good. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? 
Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.